giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. It is Wednesday. August 18th, 2021, which means it is Hump Day. You know what day it is. Coming up today, we got Hard Knocks Episode 2 aired last night. Not really much, but we'll talk about it. Uh, Dallas gets down to 85 on the roster. Now, that's something worthy of talking about. And Dak continues to sit out. So I'm going to ask y'all, once again, your concern level for Dak Prescott. My answer might shock y'all this time. Might shock y'all. How's everybody doing? We'll also talk about Cowboy Night. I was there uh, at practice on Monday. Yes, Monday. My days are mixed up. Yesterday was recovering. Uh, so we'll talk about Cowboys Night, let you guys know what I saw. In fact, we'll we'll kick off the show with that. But like we always do, let's see who's up in the chat early here uh, and usually how the show goes. The longer we're on, the more people come through. So shout out to Adrian in the building, Mac Woodward, Iceberg Q, Kid Rasco. Uh, Stevie Mac, the mod guy, shout out to you, brother. Janine, Facebook. Hey, if you're over there on Facebook, thank you for watching. Like I said, we're still growing. We're still growing over there. So uh, if you could please share this thing and uh, let everybody, all your friends know over there. Same thing with YouTube. Share this, share this. Rabby Rab, I haven't seen you in here in a while on a live show, man. Shout out to you. Asmodeus, what's up, Asmodeus? Carlos Holloway always comes through. Texas Tycoon. And I look, this is the funny part here. You see that name, William Steele, you think that was me. A lot of y'all thought that was me on Mauricio's show. No, that is Big Will, as they call him back home, my, my pops. So let's give a shout-out to my pops in the building. Shout-out to you, pops. He called himself Big Sky, but no, 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 no. You Big Will. I'm Sky. I'm Sky. <laughs> I got I to gotta get one big title. Because every time we're around each other, it's always Big Will, Big Will, and he's Big Will. But I got a son named William as well, and I'm Big Will when it's me and him. So I got to keep one big, big title, right? Uh, Sal in the building, Carson Smith, Mike Constantino. What's up, man? Uh, Sadika, how you doing, Sadika? And Devin, shout out to you guys coming through uh, and the many, many more that will also be through. Question for some of y'all. Did y'all see me at Cowboy Night? Anybody that was out there, if you saw me, uh, you should have came up and said something. And there's my lady, too. She just came through. I did see some fans. For the first time, I ran into some uh, some Cowboy fans that watched the show, and that was a pretty um, awesome experience uh, seeing that, hanging out with some good people, Law Nation, Boss Cowboy, Miss Candy, and the Parson family, who I spent felt like half of the, the practice uh, catching up with, chatting with, because we come from the same city. You know, where Mike is from, Harrisburg, and we hadn't seen each other in quite some time. So we were chatting, catching up. Most of it was talking about Micah <laughs> and what we saw uh, out there. And, yeah, it was it was a great time, man. Got a chance to talk to some players, their family. I think the biggest takeaway in, in talking to some of the players, well, two of them, and I'll get to, to some of the notes, was Randy Gregory. 
Um, got a chance to talk to Randy after practice and found out that the tweak came from, from his foot came from the, the Ram scrimmage, which I told him, I said, hey, man, you had me concerned there when I heard you went home, and we need you out there. He said, no, nah, I'm good, man. I had to get back, rest it up, get some treatment. So um, that was good news, to see him back out there, to see him in good spirits, really. That was the number one takeaway from Randy for me. Excuse me, guys. Was that he was in good spirits. Like, he he seems... He just he's just a totally different person in a good way and it's it's absolutely amazing to see. His father spoke about it. It, it was it's awesome. So I'm really rooting for Randy. There's a couple other players that Hard Knocks has me rooting for as well, but um it was good to to see him back out there. Mike says uh the Bucks defense is for real. Keep a hey, pin that Mike because we're going to talk about that later uh in the episode here. Let me now let me fix something real quick one time for the one time. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. It's not y'all. Here we go. All right. So, <laughs> Robbie said, what's up, Pops? So, let's get into some of the real notes from Cowboys Night when I was out there. Some of the actual practice notes. And they're, follow me. Just stay with me because they're all over the place. But what's worthy of, of me jotting down? And I started off with Kennedy. I had a question here. Y'all can let me know. This isn't one of our questions of the show, but this is just a question to open up. Maurice Kennedy. We talked about this, but is he the best slot corner on this team? Because when I when I was watching, I mean, I was focused on Maurice Kennedy. Sometimes too focused because I, I should have been watching AB, should have been watching uh, Kelvin more, but Kelvin was getting challenged at practice, so it, it was easy to follow him. But I said, I want to watch Maurice up close. I want to see how he plays up close because you see – the cut-ups and things like that. But it's different when you see snap-to-snap repetitions. And I think he's the best slot cornerback on the team. Hey, may, maybe not worthy of a... <laughs> because people don't really like Anthony Brown. And Jordan Lewis is kind of an enigma. Um, I still think he's he has a place on this team. Since he's here, he, he can have a role. But I watch Maurice Kennedy... And it just feels different. He looks different. He moves different. He carries himself different from snap to snap. And I wonder if that goes back to what we were talking about last week where the show got kind of cut off. He comes from Greg Williams, New York Jets type defense. Baltimore Ravens. I think it's, um, was it Mark? Is it Winkendale? Or I forget his name. It's a wacky uh, name. But the defense coordinator is, is a really good defense coordinator. The, uh, the system, the the uh, culture, all that over there in Baltimore is different. And I feel like Maurice Kennedy carries himself in that manner. So to me, he he looks like he looks like the best slot corner on the team. And I'm hoping like hell, politics doesn't get in the way, guys. I'm hoping it doesn't get in the way. Uh Mark says Diggs, boss man, Kennedy, starting DBs. I think that's what we want. Doesn't we're about what, two? Where we at? August 18th, so about two and a half, three weeks away. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case, guys. And I'm not saying it with Kennedy, because Kennedy and, and Jordan Lewis were kind of both in and out, in and out with different groups. But uh, Anthony Brown is still manning that cornerback two spot right now. Still manning. Uh, Michael says, I start him slot week one, I would too. And uh, my oh, Cowboys fan, fans only, my, Jay Tuck in the building. He says he comes from a Ravens culture. That's exactly what we're talking about. He comes from that Ravens culture and he even went and played with Greg Williams, right? Like Greg Williams, he's Greg Williams, but he he breeds different. He breeds different defenses, man. 
Like, I, I don't respect some of the things he does in his past, but I have to respect him as a defensive coordinator in the sense of his guys play hard, they play dirty, they play rough, they play tough uh, by any means necessary. That's how they play. I respect it in football. It is what it is. Uh, Stevie Max says the bigger question is who's taking that number two spot, Kelvin or Wright? Again, they had AB out there. So take that, I mean, take that how you want to take it. Y'all know how I feel. I think most of Cowboys Nation feels this way that it, it, it was boss man, but I think Nelvin, Nelvin, Nashawn Wright has to start creeping up into that CB2, conver- CB2 conversation. My only thing is with, with Nashawn, and, and the note here I have, it's funny. Nashawn Wright, his, he's, that height you can see, he's long. I actually mistaken him after practice for a wide receiver. I asked Coach Aiden uh, Durde, which we'll talk about him in, in a quick second. I said, hey, Coach, what receiver is that? Because with their helmets off, their pads off, their jerseys off, I can't tell who they are. And he said, oh, that's Nashawn Wright. I said, what? This dude is he's ridiculously tall. Makes it even more impressive when you see up close to, to how he can move down the field. My concern with Wright, it's not really a concern, just I have to see it, is how is he horizontally, laterally? Can he flip his hips quick enough to deal with route runners? Because he is, he's been excellent down the field. Like, I'm not lying to y'all. I, I think to me, even that catch that he got pushed off of, I told you I didn't like to put the hands up. But to me, when it comes to coverage, he's been 100%. He hasn't missed downfield. Am I wrong there? I feel like Wright has been amazing. But when he gets routed up, can he recover? Can he can he defend one of the toughest routes to defend in football, and that's the drag route? Can he defend the mesh? Because, the, the, look, guys in preseason are not going to show you everything. You're not going to get a bunch of meshes. You're not going to get... Uh, a bunch of whip routes. You're not going to, you know what I mean? You're not going to get those picks. None of that. When I say picks, I mean not the actual interception. I mean like basketball or football when the receivers do a combination to pick each other off, uh, pick the DBs off. Can he recover? I just want to see that, y'all. Carson says, no, you're not wrong. You're exactly right. He's been uh, really good. He has. He's, he's been really good. Max says, Anthony Brown is just like Cheeto. Seems to be in position but never making a play. Allergic to the ball. Funny you say that, Mac. People have been saying that about Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph uh, gave up a couple catches in practice. I, I'm not concerned about the kid. He's a good cover guy. He's, he's just a rookie. He's going to get beat. But uh, immediately, people were, oh, man, 24. He's looking like Cheeto. He's a rookie. He's, he's going to get beat. Get ready for it. Um, but it was the one with uh, Fehoko, who was also in my notes, I think this may have been his best practice. Now, I wasn't out there in Oxnard, so I wanted to check with a few people. And I was told, yeah, this is one of his best practices. He was catching everything that came to him. That was one of his issues, was was drop balls. Um, and then he had that catch over, uh, not, not Cheeto, because he wears 24, but Kelvin Joseph to end team drills on the fourth and three, I believe it was, from the three-yard line. Ben DiNucci drops back, throws it up, and Fajoko used that length to go up and get it. Uh, over, I mean, he lost like two people, really. So, got to give some loose to Fayoko. He he showed up, and he, and he played hungry. Uh, me and Boss Cowboy were talking prior to practice, just talking. And I said, I think this is going to be a gritty, pra- a gritty practice due to the cuts. There's going to be guys out there that's going to be playing harder. 
uh, due to the cuts. And I think Fajoko was one of those guys. Not that I thought he would get cut, but, hey, you, you, he can't go into that practice think I'm safe. He's got to go in there and play. He's got to go in there and play. Uh, shout out to Miss Rika in the building. How are you? I saw a question here. Oh, CFO, our guy, Jay Tuck, said, I think if neither of these rookies separate, A.B. will be the bridge. I, I, th- he, I think he's the bridge. I think that's the, that's the point for A.B. this year is the bridge, regardless, right? I don't know, Tuck, if any of these cats are going to be able to separate enough in the next two weeks. I don't know. Because they really only got this week, and then the fourth game, A.B.'s not going to play. He's not going to play. I mean, there's guys like A.B. and Darian Thompson who aren't even putting on shoulder pads in the second quarter of these games. That should go to tell you they're safe. They're, you know. So I think he's a bridge player regardless. It's just a matter of, Tuck, will we see the Diggs scenario where Diggs by week four or what have you, week five, was the guy. Uh, it happened to be because of injury, though. But guess what? A.B. hasn't stayed healthy in the last two years. So one way or another, we're going to see these guys play. We're going to see these guys play. Kit Rasko says a few surprise players coming up is a good thing. Absolutely. A couple other notes, man. Um, Malik Hooker, he looked fluid in his first practice. I know the tipped interception was uh, what everybody was talking about, but I, I'll argue, watch how he ran after that. Watch how he moved around. He was running with the third string, though, obviously, first practice back. I thought he looked fluid. I use the term fluid because you want to see how he responds from the Achilles, if I'm not mistaken, um, if there's any setbacks or holdbacks from that Achilles injury. And I thought he looked like a player that's been playing. Um, Funny though, first practice, he's around the ball. That's just Malik Hooker. That's just Malik Hooker. Shemi says there is only three preseason games, correct? Three for the, for the league, four for the Cowboys, because they played in a hall of fame game. Where else here? Amari Cooper. He looked fine. I won't go into crazy detail. Amari Cooper. He's back. He's fine. He said I'm 100% healthy, but he's just got to run more on the route tree. I'm going to tell you something. This is what I really wanted to say about Amari Cooper. It's not just him. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, if they wanted to, they could literally dominate these practices every single time. Every single time. All One of the three are making big plays, and it's so easy to them. They're not getting up, acting like this is normal. These guys are... As a, as, a, as a trio, I know we talk about Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. But I'm taking these guys. I'm taking these guys. Could be biased. Could be because I see them all the time. But I'm sorry, man. Amari Cooper is a dog. Y'all can talk about him all you want about, oh, he's soft. He ain't soft, man. Go, He plays. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb's a stud. He's a star. He's going to be a superstar in this league. Give him, if not this year, give him by next year, he'll be a top five wide receiver in this league. Maybe stats won't show it because of all the all the players on this team. And then, and then uh, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's going to be playing somewhere else most likely because he's going to ball out. When, when you're a wide receiver too on this team with all these weapons, you're going to eat. You're going to eat. And he doesn't have to have 1,000 yards. Michael Gallup could have 850 yards and six touchdowns, and that'll get him paid next year. Watch. Because of the tape. Because of the catches. Because he's clutch. He's young. This trio's, this trio's crazy. It's the best in the league. And I said it. You can tell. You can tell Tom Brady. Now, don't tell Tom Brady that because 
he's going up against his defense. And I ain't quite ready yet on that side of the ball. And then my last two points comes from the linebacker position. I said here, the linebacker speed looks different with Micah and Keanu Neal on the field. It looks di- it just it just looks different. And I wonder, Cowboys Nation, follow me here. I wonder if that's due to our eyes seeing LVE, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith for the last three to five years. Where these guys, granted, LVE can move. Jalen used to be able to move like that. These guys aren't what I would consider speed guys. Explosive guy. Neil and Micah? I'm trying to save this for for the later, but I, listen, I know they started the game because of 11 personnel, but they might be your starters, period. <laughs> period. We, we had this conversation about Jalen Smith. I won't go down that line again. Um, I, I think his snaps will be cut significantly. It is what it is. His linebacker group is too good. It's too good. LVE, I think LVE, the writing's on the wall. LVE was gushing. Over Keanu Neal. He said, this man is ridiculously athletic. He has the mental wherewithal of a safety, because he played it, but the physical ability and built of a linebacker. I'm just saying. Am I crazy? And yes, Jabril Cox also looks... I'm I'm really... I love this linebacker. You know how I feel about Jabril Cox and Micah. But what I love most about Jabril Cox is we don't have to rush him this year, y'all. We don't, not out of necessity unless there's injuries, because I think Parsons is Parsons. And Keanu Neal can play that role. He doesn't have to be rushed out there. And if there's a slip off with Neal and, and, and not Neal, I'm sorry, LVE and Jalen, then yeah, boom, you slide Cox in there. I didn't mean to say it like that, but you, you slide Jabril in there. <laughs> so I, I really like this linebacking group. I think it's going to be. Uh, let me slow down because I've been saying this for the last couple of years. But I think it's it's an encouraging group moving forward. That's fair. Devon said Neil closes the holes with the bang. Talked about it on Monday. He he arrives at the ball with power. He fills the hole with aggression. Like he's not there to dance around. He's there to take you down with with uh aggression. <laughs> Y'all funny. You know what? I like Jabril Cox, but man, when you're talking in football terms and you just you utilize last names, it it gets weird. It just gets weird. Speaking of weird, y'all. Speaking of weird, let's get into uh the morning roundup, y'all, because HBO weird. They're weird, but let's just get into the morning roundup real quick. <laughs> One second. You know what time it is. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yeah. HBO got weird, man. They. How do you? How, how are you promoting Hard Knocks talking about Gooches? What's wrong with them? Why are you showing this? This is two episodes in a row. What are y'all trying to do to America's team? The first episode, you want to talk about snip, snap, snip, snap, vasectomies. This episode, you're talking about Gucci's. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm I'm tempted to not watch the rest of this Hard Knocks. Eh. Am I being cynical? 
I just feel like I'm not getting anything out of this but entertainment, and, and I went into it with that mentality, but I'm not even that thoroughly entertained. I'm not even that thoroughly entertained. It's strange. But anyway, let's talk about some notes from Hard Knocks. And not too much substance, but whatever. HBO is good with dramatics. I tell you that. From the music to the slow motion to the narration, they do a good dang on job of making anything dramatic. Like, how do you make a Ben DiNucci touchdown pass in the fourth quarter of the second preseason game and a loss feel like a Super Bowl winning pass attempt? I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him. I thought Terrell Basham was hilarious. You could see his personality come out in his presser he did at OTAs. He did the British accent for Aiden uh, Dirde, and then he started freestyling. But unfortunately, you know, he got hurt. He went down, rolled his ankle, and that is unfortunate because I feel like he needs to get on the roll. Uh, y'all know how I feel about the depth behind D-Law and Randy Gregory. Y'all know how I feel about that. Speaking of accents, Aiden Dirde, if I'm saying that right, I actually called him the wrong name at practice. I was like, Coach Durden. <laughs> he looked back like he was mad uh, and asked him that question about Deshaun Wright. But his his accent fits perfectly in a football setting. Maybe it's because we're American. We don't normally hear a British accent in football. But it's something about it. Ain't not Americans, though. We hear an accent. We're like, hey, can you, can you say this, coach? And that's exactly what Terrell Basham was doing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. And then Hard Knocks gives me uh, two more ro- down roster guys to root for. Two more. And that's this cat here, Azur Kamara. And Isaac Aracon. I can't help but continue to root for that cat. Uh to see the conversation he had with the other international player and just just his his energy. I, you know, I don't know if he'll make the team team this year, but I hope we keep him around. I know we can do to the rules, but we might have something there depth-wise. Uh, and he's not a bad player. He's not a bad player. But Azor Kamara's story was nice to see. I did not know that about him. I didn't know his family was uh, or his mother uh, came over as a refugee. You know, and he didn't play. F- I mean... It's not surprising he didn't play football, but uh, to see, you know, a kid go from not playing at all to now on America's team is pretty dang on cool. So I root for Aiden. I'm sorry. I root for Azur Kamara as well. All right. Our guy Osa. He talked a little bit after the Neville Gallimore injury. And. We briefly mentioned Osa last episode about how he's just looking—he's looking fantastic. Like Osa's looking like that dude. And if you go back all the way back, I should have put it in the description and watch the rating the draft. I was just gushing over Osa when when it was his turn for me to talk about him. A lot of us were not gushing immediately because I'm be honest with you, I didn't. I briefly looked at Osa. I'm like, oh well, he's not going to fit here. He's a tweener. We're going 4-3, right? I wasn't really thinking the hybrid thing. We're going 4-3. He's an undersized three-tech. He's a tweener, yada, yada. Kind of moved on. Drafted him. I said, let me get back get back into the lab. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. This this cat got traits. He's got strength. He's got the 
the wrestling background, the leverage, the, you know, okay, I'm excited to see what he can do. But Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, you signed Brent Urban. I'm like, he, he's going to be on that. He's going to be down on the depth chart a little bit, y'all. He's going to be down on the depth chart. Well, that don't matter. Because he showed out against the Steelers, and he really showed out against the Cardinals. And they asked Osa about the Neville injury and, and playing with the first team and whatnot. And this is what he had to say. He said, I think it's going to help because I'm getting more reps with the starters and the ones. He said on Monday, I think that's going to help me progress. And I just have to hold it down and nut up until Gallimore gets back reason why I wanted to bring that up is because does that, if he says, I got to hold it down until Gallimore gets back, that could just be him talking or I'm just being real conspiracy theory here. Does that necessarily, does that mean that the Cowboys are not going to sign one of those veteran defensive tackles? I'm starting to believe that. I mean, we talked about it on Monday that the odds of that happening with Steven Jones slim to none. But this is who they should look at anyway. But the way that Osa's playing, and Tuck says it right here, Osa might have the biggest impact outside of Parson among this class. It feels that way. I know Nation, right? It's getting a lot of, you know, love, obviously, Micah. <laughs> but Neville might get Wiley pipped. He might get Wiley pipped, and I'm... I feel like I jinxed it because I said he wasn't when he had the ankle injury, but this is eerily similar and familiar over the last couple years. The Cowboys just can't catch a break at the three-tech position. I don't want to do it again, but you sign McCoy. He gets injured. So Neville Gallimore creeps up. Tristan Hill creeps up. Then Tristan Hill goes down. He gets injured. Neville Gallimore becomes a starter. Now, this year, Neville Gallimore goes down, and here is Osa. Gallimore never, ever relinquished the three-tech starter position last year. He may not have a choice but to this year. If this cat, number 75, goes out there and balls out, he may not get it back because Osa is Dan Quinn's guy. He's Dan Quinn's guy. So keep an eye on that. The first four or five weeks of the season or what have you. And I'm not sure exactly when Neville's going to come back, but just keep an eye on that. Mike says Gallimore's injury is huge. It is. It is huge. That's why I think they should go out and get somebody. And then Dak remained limited. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the Dak Prescott injury, or not injury, the Dak Prescott practice when I was out there at uh, Cowboys Nights is what they call it. It was a bit disappointing that, to see him not participate in team drills. And we'll get to the first word, which is Mike McCarthy speaking on Dak Prescott's timeline. Then we'll talk about uh, the first question today, which revolves Dak Prescott. Um, again, I'm on, I'm on the fence here. I'm torn on how to feel about the situation due to a number of reasons. I know before I forget, guys, phone lines are open. 351-999-3787 if you guys want to call in and give your thoughts on whatever it is you want to talk about. My guy Tuck said, thank you, Scott. We should be concerned about Dak. Something isn't adding up. Um, Yeah, Tuck, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I might surprise folks because we've had this question now three, three weeks in a row. I remember some of y'all answers, and we'll, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the meter later. 
but I think my meter went up. But let's get to the first word about Dak Prescott, uh, Mark McCarthy on Dak Prescott and his timeline. If he'll play in preseason or whatnot, if you missed it, uh, here it is. If he's unable, if, if it doesn't make sense for him to play in this third game, would you look at playing him in the fourth game? So? If he doesn't play this week, I won't play him in the fourth game. Uh, I, I've just never, to me, the fourth game's for the, for the players that are competing for the final roster spots. I mean, I, I vote, it's, that's what I believe in, and I think it's definitely the case for us this year. I mean, if you look at the way this is uh, shaken out, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely – uh, it's definitely needed, you know, across a number of different positions. So, um, yeah, I, we'll see how the week goes. But, you know, I, I have no um, – there's no urgency from my perspective mm. to see Dak play in, in Houston. This this is more about we just don't want to create a setback possibility, you know, because his volume of throwing leading up to that point, I mean, he was – you know, he was probably in, you know, midseason form just for the amount of work that – he put in over the you know, over the summer coming out of the OTAs, um, so we're just trying to get that volume back to where it belongs. Yeah, uh, I agree with Coach in the sense that the word urgency, like I'm trying to I'm trying to find little words in there. Ur- is there an urgency? Nah, shouldn't be an urgency. He's a six year pro. He's shown that he can do this. He's your guy. However, this is why I'm torn. Here's a question. Are you concerned with Dak Prescott's timeline? Uh, when I say timeline, I mean he's not. it sounds like he's not going to play in preseason at all. So my sub-question underneath that, what is your concern level with Dak Prescott leading up to week one? I'm going to repeat. Trick question. Y'all know how I do. What is your concern level from one to ten leading up with Dak Prescott leading up to week one. I'll let you guys answer that as I continue to talk about why I'm torn. Here's why I'm torn. I believe you need to get some rhythm. I do. I believe you need to get some live reps. Doesn't have to be. And here's the thing. I say live thinking, oh, preseason. Does Dak have to play in preseason? Not necessarily. But Dak's not playing in team. That's the one that gets me. That's the one that gets me. Let's let's head over to the chat box. Boom. Let's over to the chat box and look at some of these uh, <clears throat> these numbers here. Tuck says, "Cause correct me if I'm wrong, but you was there, but I don't honk. I don't think I'm guessing he even took any snaps at team snaps. That's that's my point, Tuck. That is exactly my point. I was super encouraged when he was doing team drills. When he was, and this is why I'm torn." Yes, he didn't take team snaps. Yes, he may not play preseason, but he looks fine, right? Like, he looks fine. He's throwing good. He's doing all the team reps. I'm sorry. He's doing all the individual reps, the team drills. When I say drills, I don't mean the 11 on 11. I mean wide receivers out there. He's throwing some slants. He's throwing some some fades or whatever, some 20-yard digs or 10-yard digs. He's not really over-exaggerating himself, but he's still out there throwing to the guys. Stevie says, I know Dak is a veteran at this point, but I'm iffy on a guy going against, against a team like Tampa. Yes, y'all getting there. Y'all getting there. Antoine Okafor, five. Fresh is five. Uh, Tuck is at a 10. Whoa. That's a high. Cactus G, eight. Carlos, five. Carson, five. Miller uh, Miller Corbett over on Facebook, 10. He does not need preseason, says James. Mike says, at six, lingering injury through the season. 
Devin, uh, we go as far as Dak. Gotti says seven. What's up, C? Uh, Rika says to do what I need. To do what I need, want so it heals faster. So my number is at a six, which is the highest it's been throughout this. For those that have been here during the morning show, salute to you. I know we've done this now three weeks in a row. Probably going to do it all the way leading up to week one. And it started off as a five. Once he came back, it dropped down to a four. And then this week, it goes back up to a six. And here why, here's why it's a six. And for me, that's that's high. For me, that's concerning to me. It has nothing to really do with his injury. That's why it's a trick question. What is your worry meter on Dak heading into week one? Guys, I don't care how much Kool-Aid, rainbows, and Skittles you have with this defense. I'm sorry, with this offense. Yes, I am just as excited. Dak, Zeke. TP, Jarwin, Schultz, the O-line, uh, CD Lamb, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, right? Man, amazing. They may not get a single snap together since July 28th until week one against JPP, Devin White, Vita Vea, uh, 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 Shaq, uh, was it not Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Barrett? What? Against that defense? Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. It's not even about Dak's injury. I just full, I would. I don't even care if he plays. I want him. I want him to get a snap or, or a, a series in preseason. But I get holding him back. I get there's not an urgency. But why the hell was he not in team? I'm not saying there's a conspiracy. I'm, I understand it's 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 a caution thing with Dak Prescott more than it is an actual. He's hurt, still hurt. He's not hurt anymore, apparently. But I sure as hell would love to see him get in a rhythm in team against an, a defense leading up to, to week one. Am I, am I over-exaggerating? Mucho said, if you're scared, go to church. It ain't even about being scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference with being scared and having respect. <clears throat> if you don't respect your opponent via basketball, baseball, boxing you're gonna get knocked out you need to respect your opponent and i'm not saying holding out dak is disrespectful but i feel like if if dak doesn't participate in any team drills before week one like get back into that rhythm it's not concerning about the injury i'm concerned about week one I'm not ready to do my prediction, and I won't give y'all a prediction. I don't even like predictions, but this year with the game day events that we'll be doing, we'll likely do some predictions. Just know, I don't like this. You know, we got weeks. We got a couple weeks. Got a couple weeks, but I don't like it. Pop says they should want him to be in sequence the rest of the team. I agree. If he was a running back, if he was a uh, defensive tackle, safety really need a quarterback rhythm is is key that's all uh zaire says scary asses that defense didn't come from come to form to week 10 zaire this ain't week 10 of 2020 this ain't week one of tw- it's week one of 2021 did you see how they, they what, what, what are we what are you exactly what are you really saying about tampa's defense zaire are you saying their defense isn't good that's just blasphemy. You got to respect that defense. Come on. 
Come on now. Iceberg says, long season, let that man heal up. That's a good point, Iceberg. Long, if the question was, are you concerned about Dak long term? Zero. None. All right, maybe I'll give it a two because it's a shoulder and it's a throwing shoulder. But it's very low. I'm just talking about week one because I want, I want the Cowboys to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want the Cowboys to put themselves in the best position to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't see the harm in letting Dak Prescott participate in the team. Throw against a live defense. Not doing so till week one. You, you're naive if you think, oh, everything is just going to be okay. Because, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. This isn't, this isn't the Giants defense from 2019. This isn't the, the, the Washington Washingtons. This isn't, you know, from 2019. This isn't the Dolphins. This is the Super Bowl defending champions on the road. Okay. Okay. Take it for granted if you want. Let's hop into the phone lines real quick. See what y'all think. Sky tripping. 410, what it is, what it do? What's going on, Scott? Long time, no chat. Uh, first thing I want to say, I'm proud of you. Congrats on, on all your success and every, everything you're doing. Thank you, sir. But I, I have one concern and then one question. My concern is that number two corner spot with Anthony Brown and what the first few weeks of the season are going to look like because um, – our own offense in practice attacks Anthony Brown when he's on the field. So what do you think quarterbacks like Tom Brady are going to do if they see Anthony Brown over in that spot? You know what's funny? They're attacking that spot, period, in practice, be it A.B., be it Kelvin Joseph. And I'm wondering if it's because cause Diggs is just locking people up besides C.D. Lamb. But for the most part, Diggs is having a phenomenal camp. So most of the quarterbacks, when they drop back, they're looking to their right and they're trying to go to to to, to that spot, be it – Whoever the hell is out there, Kelvin, uh, A.B., Kel- uh, and uh, Nishan Wright. So, concern. yeah, there's always concern at the CB2 position because either you're going to have a rookie out there or you're going to have Anthony Brown out there. That doesn't excite me that much. I- I- I'm not concerned long-term with the young guys we got, but again, immediately, these guys are rooks. We saw Trevon Diggs struggle the first few weeks, so um, that's how I feel. I'd, I'd rather put Calvin Joseph out there, let him get his lumps, and get better as the season progresses like Trayvon Diggs did last year. I agree. Um, that's just me. No, I, um, I agree. My question, and my question is, what do you think our record is going to be in NFC East? <laughs> and I ask that because I live here in the D.C. area, uh-huh. and all these Washington, Washington fans out here have convinced me that they're going to sweep us, sweep the division, win the division, sweep the div- and – we're going to be like we were last year. You know, they talked so much stuff over the last six months. I forgot. They only won one more game than we did. Let me tell you something about Washington fans. They would they would kill to have Dak Prescott on their team. After they signed, and I respect, you know, Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitztragic, whichever one you get. After they signed him, we, me and my lady went down there to a museum, just kind of, you know, it's, it's Washington, D.C. We just hung, hung out down there. Ran into a bunch of Washington fans, had some Cowboy stuff on. One of the first things they were talking about was, man, y'all want Dak Prescott, we'll take him. So they don't even have confidence in their quarterback. And if you don't have confidence in your quarterback, you can miss me with the rest of you thinking you're going to sweep this division. You were 7-9 and nine last year, bro. 7-9 and nine on the backs of, exactly. a, of, a, of your defense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying I'm, to disrespect these guys, but I'm I'm most worried about 
Dallas in this division. Washington, obviously, to me, is the second-best team in this division, but I'm not worried about them to the point of sweeping it. That's just blasphemy. Well, the question was, Bro, what do you think our division record was? Oh, um, I'll, I'll, be, we'll be, I'll say 4-2. and two. That's fair. Um, and I'm going to let you get to the other callers, but, but thanks. Once again, congrats on all, on all your success. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. Great call. Let me get my guy in here, Jay Tuck. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, Scott, man? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Appreciate you being here this morning. It's early. Hey, man. <laughs> you, you know, God, I support, man. I appreciate the new show, the new format, man. Keep doing your thing. But you. I just wanted to chime in quick and kind of clarify, because I know everyone kind of saw my team and kind of freaked out. But I was answering your question directly, and this has been something I've been voicing. Yeah. It's about preparing for Tampa. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't get any proper reps, because I said even last week, and you were out there. Like, he wasn't even taking snaps during team, handing off to Zeke or Park, any of that. He hey, still Tuck. not participating. So, yeah. Tuck, when – so he's throwing in the team, right? And I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, yes, or not the team, in the drills. So, I'm like, yes, we're going to get right. a chance to see Dak. I lied to you not. I, I left real quick. I had to run out and grab my other camera. I come back right as team drills are about to begin. They blow the horn. They're huddled up around the 50-yard line. And I look up, and Dak has his hat on without his helmet. When I tell you, I don't even think he had shoulder pads on at this point. I got shook because, remember, I'm not at home, and I'm not really in my phone on Twitter to find out what's really going on. So I'm like, yo, did did he tweak something? Did his shoulders start acting up? I was legitimately nervous, and you had Law trying to talk to me and Boss trying to talk. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I need to find out what the hell is going on (laughs) because did Dak do something that we don't know? Uh, It comes to find out they're just holding him back. You know, he's just not – it's limited – Apparently meant limited to uh, everything but the team. Just the team drill. Yeah. Yeah, and I think from Dak's standpoint, and I've been saying this, like, granted, people think that preseason doesn't matter, but Dak is coming off an injury, and he needs to get those game reps because I want Dak going to Tampa with a clear mind. Just think about it. Dak hasn't been hit since October last year, so he doesn't know, you know, how the ankle really holds. He doesn't know what's up with the shoulder. So knowing Dak Prescott, the type of competitor that he is, as soon as those lights come on versus Tampa, he's going to try to go full throttle. But his body may not be used to it, which you could be uh, ailing him a little bit more. And so I want to see Dak kind of get in the rhythm, get some reps, get some game reps. As you mentioned, get some continuity with the wide receivers at game speed. So that way when you go in for the prep week versus Tampa, you don't have any of these lingering concerns. Because if we're playing as Tampa open night and I'm going to be there in the house, if he gets hit like Cam Newton got hit by Chase Young, we all our hearts gonna skip until he gets back up and shows that he's okay. Yeah. And I feel like mentally Dak needs to go through that before we play against Tampa. But it looks I mean, like all signs point to Thursday night is gonna be the the first time we see him. I don't know. I don't know, Tuck. He said I have no urgency. Coach when coach came out and said I have no urgency, I said, Uh oh, we may not see Dak in preseason. Granted, again, right. I'm exactly. I'm not even gonna harp on people that are like, he don't need to play preseason. Really he doesn't. Um, but at least can I get him in some team reps so he can get into rhythm with exactly. his guys prior to week one? Now, don't don't tell me, right. though. Don't try to sit here and tell me that uh, it's extremely worthless to play in preseason because Pat Mahomes played. Andy Reid thought that was important. Right. Brady played. Uh, Brady played. Right. He thought that was important. Mm-hmm. Um, so so don't, don't Twitter finger me or couch GM me that you know more than two <laughs> of the greatest coaches that I've seen. Pl- the coach, don't tell me you know him. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so right. if they are bringing out their Super Bowl champion quarterbacks, their franchise guys, their $500 million QB, if, yes, Dak can get a series. It will not hurt him right. to get a series. This dude, this, why are we treating him with kid gloves? Right, exactly, exactly. And that's been my sentiments been the same, man. I just, I just think from Dak's mental standpoint, you just don't want to toss him out there opening night versus Tampa. Now, I see everyone comment in the chat that Dak is fine. Yeah, long term. But like you said, I'm going to beat Tampa. Like, I've been very adamant about we're going to beat the Bucks, but not with the limited Dak Prescott and all these uncertainties. I'd rather just get rid of that, go into Tampa, and be prepared. But we'll see, man. But like I said, I'm going to hold up your line, man. But I appreciate the show, man. I appreciate the content. And I'll see you Saturday at the game, man. Yeah, Again, yeah. A, a Dakless game. A yeah, Dakless yeah, game. yeah. Right. Get, get with me before the game, man. Oh, but yeah, by the way, if y'all don't know, I'll also be there on Saturday. Tuck will be there on Saturday for the dress rehearsal. So hopefully Dak plays, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Dak is going to want to play, but I think the front office and, and Mike McCarthy, they're going to intervene and not let him play. So, you know, we'll see. Sounds about right. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right, my guy. Have a good one. Too. You too. Shout out to Jay Tuck. Hey, real quick before I get to you, I got you, 469. I want to give a shout out to my 717 bros in the building, man. It looks like Lee was here and my boy Rashawn was in the building. Yeah, listen. These are my guys. It's so funny because we used to go over to the den and watch the Cowboys games uh, religiously, <laughs> religiously. Uh, and I'd be over there basically doing this. And what what y'all saw on game days last year, if you've been on this channel and you watched the game day live streams, y'all saw probably the calmest sky, the calmest will ever. Like my guys had to hold me back in the cave. During games, like I was, I was just a crazy fanatical fan. I still am, but I understand now that you know, with the platform and things like that, I always preach it to y'all. Got responsibility, and on game days, it's hard because I, I would warn the fans, I would warn the viewers, hey, listen, y'all not getting analyst guy, y'all not getting broadcaster guy, y'all getting a fan. So if y'all see me cutting up, just hold me back. I think I did good. So shout out to my seven one seven fan, fam, uh, in the building. Uh, Mom Dukes is in the building too. She says yes. This is so true. He is never calm during the game. <laughs> she knows. I mean, it's been this way since I was a buck, honestly. It's kind of the reason why I used to watch the game solo for a long time. It's because he's crazy. You know, we love our team. You know, we love the team. We love the team. But now I'm at the position where, where I'm trying to get into that media door. And you got to move a little different. Even though that you're a fan, you still have to move a little different. It is what it is. All right, let's get 469 in the building. I think this is Twan. What's going on, brother? Yes, how are it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's been a minute. It, it's it's definitely. I don't think you called since I've been down here. Nah, I've been I've been missing your shows. That's why I'm CFT. Yeah, to waking up and watching your show. But yeah, first off, I just want to say congrats on coming to Dallas. Uh, Thanks, bro. James, get better media. For real, I appreciate that. I seen your your hard work keep grinding, man. For real, I hope you can get that hundred k. So we go to that. Appreciate. But you. yeah, um, I kind of have my. I want to touch on the back injury real quick. To me, me personally, I don't think. It's as big as a deal because we know he's fine. But I do understand where I'm coming from as if, yeah, we are playing the defending Super Bowl champs in less than a couple weeks, and you want him to be at his best because that's a statement game for us. If And I say that because if we want deep playoff hopes, we have to beat that team. That's the, and, that's, and that's the period. So I get where y'all are coming from. It, but it's, honestly, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, you, you I talked about this before. The, the end result of week one is not – a uh, a dire situation type of thing. Like the end result really isn't the most important thing 
I know y'all probably, what are you talking about? Win loss. That's all that matters. Yes. And this could matter in a 17 week season. You might go look back at week one and say, Hey, we had to win that one. But my, my point about it is how do we get to that result? Are we blown out? Are we blowing them out? Is it a fluke both ways? Is it, was it penalties? Was it, were we sloppy? Did we lose off of a, you know, a drop? Pe- like, how did we get there? Because week one never, in my opinion, is the end all be all of your season. So how do we arrive at that result? And I don't think you arrive at that result by not having your guys out there leading up to that mm-hmm. game. I, you know, and I don't mean preseason. I mean practicing. Yeah, I know. It, it's weird. I didn't, then when you talked about him not really being a team, I did. Because then when I was watching Hard Knocks, I thought I was, you know how he was talking about how, while he, while he was hurt, he was talking about how he had mental reps of, uh, like, imagine himself. Yeah, that's Dak. That's uh, Dak for you. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's I don't know if he's working on that, maybe, but um yeah, it is alarming but I do for you. I think we'll probably will end up playing uh maybe a little bit during preseason. I think maybe one or two snaps, but if he's limited then I'm not not surprised. Uh I think another question I had was um what are your thoughts on Israel McCormick? I know he's probably ha- had some flashes in rookie mini camp and then preseason I mean not preseason, uh training camp, he was probably up and down, but what are your thoughts on him? Because I think I'm he has a lot of I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged with Izzy. Uh, I could see him making this team. I, I could see them making a decision to put him on this team just because he's an intriguing player. Obviously, he's got a lot a lot of development to do, and that safety position is stacked. I got I got to do this for you. Is it is it? Sta- I don't know how to feel about that. I feel a little queasy saying that position is stacked because of the history of the Cowboys in that position. Never, but I like I like what I like how KZ looks. I mean, I'm a big fan of Donovan Wilson. I think J. Ron yeah. Curse is an excellent three, number three safety, right? Malik Hooker, a healthy Malik Hooker. I, I, I think yeah. this may be one of the most talented safety groups we've had in a while. That does not mean this is going to be a difference-making group. I'm just saying, I like that group. And then you got Izzy. Is he going to force the Cowboys' hand? Because, you know, a 6'4 safety like that with some cornerback coverage skills is going to be intriguing to a lot of teams. So he has to get it more yeah, physical, though. He's not physical enough yet. Yeah, I saw him line up at corner. I think when we played Arizona, and I was like, oh, dang. He's really like, – I think they want to use him at multiple positions. I, oh, I yeah. Saying, if he makes the team, I can see him maybe play come in if he's good, that is. And on situational plays, hey, they need to play at him at, uh, outside. I don't know what packages they're running. But I don't know. I feel like he's multi-positional with this team. Yeah, if you go yeah, look at his think- at his snap placements where he's been lined up, he's kind of been that utility player. He's been everywhere. And I think a lot of that has to do with – uh, his cornerback uh, background. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, well, that's all I wanted to really touch on with Luke Scott. Again, appreciate you for letting me come up here and keep grounding, man, for real. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, as always, calling through, Tuan. One of our sure. frequent callers right here, Antoine. I'll get to you, too, 10. I'll get to you, two dime, as my guy would say. Uh, let me get back into the chat, though, because y'all, y'all had some things in here I like. Uh, Tuck said, but that opening game could set an amazing tone. And that's why I struggle with saying what I say, Tuck, when I say, um, I don't want to say don't matter. Obviously, the, the end results matters. That's that's kind of ignorant to say. It's just that I feel like how we get to that point has the potential to matter to matter just as much, if not more. Because I'm I'm, I'm listen, we've been down this road. Granted, this is the Bucks, but we've started three and zero before. We we got there a certain way, and a lot of people said, "Oh, tap the brakes." Look who you're playing. 
Yeah, look what's happening when you're playing them and things like that. And it ended up becoming true because the Cowboys, I don't want to say stuck. They flopped. Let's just be real. They flopped after that. They flopped. So how do we get there? That's all. How do we get there? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be ignorant and say it doesn't matter. It definitely matters. You beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers open tonight. It definitely could set an amazing tone. But I'm not going to overreact if you lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-21. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, if we get to that, and I'm not talking about moral victories. I'm just being, a, you know, just being real. Manny says, what's up, Scott? It's been a minute. New site. Yes, sir, Manny. This is A to Z Sports Dallas. We'll be rocking here for a good while. Um, so rock with us, man. Monday through Friday, once the season starts, 8 a.m. Central. And then on Sundays, we'll have game days. So stick around, brother. Uh, DJ says, different team. That's true. That's true. And our guy, Cowboys Fan Talk, a.k.a. Rome, says, I have something to say about the opening game that nobody's talking about, in my opinion. Speak your mind, brother. Speak your mind. Oh, I was going to get to you, 210. You're going to Um, Fresh said, yes, this is the most talented group since Roy Williams, Ken Hamlin. Wow, you're really going back. <sighs> most talented group. See, I like to pick words. Maybe true. Because when you look at the actual talent of this team, I mean, of the safety group, shoot, Malik Hooker is super talented. He just is always hurt. KZ is talented. I think we should, we've we seen Donovan Wilson uh, and his talent. J. Ron Curse, I think, is, is, is a solid third safety. I think he's going to play a good role in that third safety, and if he needs to come in and play a few games, I think he can do it. Um, and then you got the cat, the, the young kid, Izzy. So we'll see. Yeah, man, he, he says the 2018 looked very talented on paper. That's the Romo pinky year, Brad Johnson, Arizona. Always bad memories going back uh, to Arizona. All right, so real quick, before we get out of here, we got to talk about these roster cuts, how Dallas was able to get down to 85 on the roster, which they'll have to do a couple more cuts next week. Uh, Dallas Dog says, I think our lack of depth is the O-line, D-line. Be Bird, we are more talented coverage-wise than before. All right, so let's take a look if I got it pulled up here. I do. At the roster moves that the Cowboys made. And over the last few weeks, we talked about sneaky little, hey, we're going to cut you or we're going to, hey, you're hurt. We're going to IR you. This is just customary. Not even just in Dallas, across the league. We we kind of warned you or, or I don't say warned, but we spoke about, that this is going to happen. The team has young guys they want to see around more, but they can't just flat out cut them. You didn't see a whole lot of it in this round of cuts, but you may see it in the next two rounds because I believe the, the first round of cuts aren't hard. I, I don't think the first round of cuts are that hard. In fact, they only really outright release two people, and we'll get to them. But the, the biggest name, in my, opinion, in my opinion, on this list was Reggie Robinson. Reggie was going to have a tough time making this team. It, it just it just was. They drafted two corners. Reggie wasn't Dan Quinn's guy, but he had that uh, Will McClay, Dan Quinn measurable. Right? 6'1", six, 6'2", six, I think he is. Fast guy, long length. But Reggie hit his toe on his bed. Yesterday and, and Mike came in there and said, Oh, you hit your toe and bit. Oh, I'm good, coach. No, 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 no. You you hit your toe. 
It broke. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, we won't go that far. He just got a toe injury. IR. <laughs> Sewu. Coach Manette. Now, Sewu's is real. Sewu's neck injury is real. IR. <laughs> Anthony Hines came out of that Cardinals game, I believe it was. Now, Hines was in a sling. I actually ran into him, uh, Kennedy, and one of the receivers after practice and uh, saw his, I mean, he saw his hand, his arm in a sling at practice, but he knew, he knew he wasn't going to be here. Waved IR. <laughs> so how do you get five guys without actually cutting five guys? Yeah, I are three of them. Yeah, I are three of them. Yeah, I are the guys that you want to see return. I don't see Anthony. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Some of these guys in here know this probably more than I do. He's placed on the waived injured reserve list. Can I don't think he can be picked up, right? Like he's not on waivers. You guys, let me know that. So Anthony Hines might be stashed as well, a young cat, undrafted free agent. But obviously, the biggest one was Reggie. Reggie just was not going to make this team. How do you make the team without making the team? Say it with me. I am. <laughs> so. Oh, as, as as CFO in there, Tuck said, Magic Mike. He pulls some uh, some Magic Mike. <laughs> Robbie said, sound effect never gets so. I love that. That's my favorite sound effect. Obviously, that one and this one. I want me some glory, hope. And this one here. Get your damn act together. Love that one. So I got to give it to him on um, making sh- kind of shrewd moves. We'll see now on this next set of cuts. It really gets interesting. And my questions for you guys are going to be here. Was there a surprise no cut? Two-fold question. Was there a surprise no cut? And who are you keeping your eyes on for next week's cut? Well, next week's cuts. I'll give you my answers here in a quick second. So it looks like we're fine on Anthony Hines. I think I've seen somebody say, okay, Parker said he's safe. And then the outright releases were Kyron Brown and Brennan Eagles. Not a surprise to me. Kyron Brown comes over from the Jets. He actually got banged up. Came back yesterday or Monday practice. But it, again, these guys were always going to be tough to make the team. I thought they would kind of keep all the corners due to the high number of uh, players you have to have on game day. But they cut one. Just one. And then Brennan Eagles. I mean, that was an easy decision. He was never even going to sniff this team. I don't really know that he showed anything. He had like a good catch. I think it was against the Steelers. Uh, but... Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yes, Kevin. We, we talked about Reggie Robinson uh, being an, an IR stash. We talked about him being an IR stash. All right, so the question was, was there a surprise no cut? And then who are you keeping your eyes on next week's cut? Um, I saw somebody bring up McKeon. Kevin. Kevin says McKeon tight end will be the next IR. I could see that. But here's a tricky part of the IR situation. There's going to, there's an IR where you can be on IR and come back after three weeks. And then there's this IR where you're, you're done for the year. I'm not mistaken. Whoa. Lux tube says Jalen Smith. No, Zachary, I'm not joking about, about the turf toe about him. <laughs> if it not hurting, I'm just saying, Turf toe ain't something that's going to keep you out all year. They made this move 
because he wasn't going to make the team. Um, Zach, that's what I'm saying. That's the joke. The joke is his turf toe. Weeks he has three weeks to heal, and then if he if he really was that guy, he wouldn't be stashed on IR for an entire season. They'd IR him on into the season so he can come back. So that's that's the joke. Eastside Harrow in the building. Hayden. CFO, the edge rushers is going to be interesting. An eye flash, but is he safe? Remember, he he was on my stock down for a brief short period of time. He's safe. Did you see him against the Cardinals? If they cut an eye, I'd be pissed because we don't have that much depth behind our top two guys anyway. And you got him for four years. So, no, please don't cut an eye. Please, please don't cut an eye. But I'll keep an eye on him. I'll keep an eye on him. Stevie Max says Kamara will probably get cut. Yeah, I can see that being one. Um, my guys are cornerback Burton. I can see him being cut next week. Austin Fayolu. Could be saying that wrong. One of the island guys. Uh, the punters. Uh, Anger and this wander. You can't continue to keep carrying two dang old punters throughout preseason. Dude, I'd, ra- I'd rather have kept Kyron Brown just for the, the bodies than keep two punters. So something got to give. And here's one for you guys. Francis Bernard. Is he going to be another IR guy? Remember, he, he, I think it was hamstring. He messed up in the very first practice of camp. What are they going to do with Francis? I'm surprised he wasn't one of the first IR. So I'll keep an eye on him as well. Tuan said they better not cut Semi. Better play. <laughs> better play. I, I, don't, I don't think he's done enough to to establish himself just quite yet and cut Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown, not a chance in hell. So either you carry six or seven. Now he got blessed with the Malik Turner. I hate to say blessed, but Malik Turner did get hurt. So Chauncey Golston, yes, that's a good one, Parker. Might be an eventual IR. Absolutely will be an IR. Just a matter of which one, which I got to refreshing up on. I know Sosa is really good with that. Stevie Max really good with that. Professor O is really good with that stuff. There are weird rules with the pup list and an IR, return IR, waived IR. It's all funky, but I feel like Golston will be one of those guys. Uh, Cowboys fan talk, CFT Rome said they won't cut Simi, they'll carry six. I'll be pissed if they have to get rid of, waste a fifth round pick. But with a Malik Turner injury, I can't, you know, can't see him uh, cutting him. Parker says Coyle. I like Coyle, but I feel like you can sneak him through. I don't think he's a guy that you cut and people are going to pick up right away. So I feel like you can you can sneak him uh, on the team. Dwayne says Jalen can't cover, so why do you want to keep him, Skywalker? No, 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 no. I'm not going to do this Jalen thing for the whole show, but let me explain to you, uh, Dwayne. I am full fledged on board the Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons, Keanu Neal train moving forward. I'm on it. I'm ready to roll. I'm, I don't care what's behind me being Jalen and LV. However, also I understand not only the economics of the team, but how the NFL works. A lot of us talked about this on Twitter. When the March 19th deadline passed to make this move for Jalen Smith, he was making the team. I put that behind me. Was the conversation legit moving forward uh, after the, was it after the draft? 
No, before the draft. Was the conversation legitimately uh, something to talk about? Yes. Because of the high number, uh, it's cap number. It ain't happening. It's not about me wanting to keep Jalen Smith. It just makes absolutely zero sense. I don't have the exact numbers in me right now uh, in front of me, but I, I do know you're not really saving anything. So if you're willing to get rid of Jalen on the strength of a you know, addition by subtraction thing, if that's your argument, I'm not going to I'm not going to get on you about that because that's your opinion on Jalen Smith. My situation is he's not in, 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 in complete lost cause. He's just going to have to be an expensive role player. So swallow the contract this year because next year is the time to get out of it and actually save money. Swallow the contract this year. Utilize Jalen Smith in a way where he can have a positive impact. That ain't my job to find out. (laughs) That's Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy's job to find out. But it is clear as day. Michael Parsons and Keanu Neal, LVE, are the preferred guys. Can't tell me otherwise. Can't tell me otherwise. Think about it. Micah and Neil are out there on 11 personnel. And it wasn't just on some, oh, it's preseason. Because I thought that too. Like, ah, he's just rolling them out there for preseason. I think McCarthy came out and said, oh, yeah, this is, expect this. This is the package we're going to be rolling with on, on nickel. I was like, oh. I mean, that's what I thought. You know, I figured Micah and LVE would be the guy. But it was actually Micah and Neil. And he also said there will be sub packages in base and there'll be sub packages in nickel. They won't be every single time they go out nickel won't be Micah and Neil, but we know those are the guys for nickel. So expect to see his snaps significantly decrease. Did I make myself a little bit more clear on that situation? I hate to be long winded about it, but I understand the cat is a, a, a lightning rod. He's a lightning rod. Josh Clanton says Parsons is a week one starter in my opinion. Oh, 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 yes. If Michael Parsons is not a week one starter, I'm a, I, this is what I'm going to tell Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy. Get your damn act together. Come on. What more do you need to see? That man, again, trying to remove my biases. Michael Parsons, front runner, defensive player of the year, easily. Um, Defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, easily. Uh, Manny says, Josh Jalen of 2018. Yes, not since. I don't know what happened. Don't give me defensive tackles. It ain't, that's not even the issue. Uh, Stevie, I know you about to say something funny. Just hide Jalen when he's on the field so the QB doesn't change it to a passing play toward. <laughs> right towards him. I knew that was coming. Josh says, Jalen definitely can't cover, but he's good at run stoppage and getting to the backfield. I don't know if he's good at getting in the backfield. His tackle for losses are very mediocre to, to, to low. Um, he's best. That's his best attribute, right? Moving forward. Playing the run forward. My opinion, not laterally. So he, there's things he can do. I would, I would like to blitz him more, and I don't mean off the edge as an edge rusher per se, unless it's kind of late movement. I do like Jalen late movement off the edge. What I mean by that is he can start here, but then he's moving here and he goes where he's not. He doesn't have to stop his momentum. Um, I didn't quite see the pass rushing moves that I did see earlier in Jalen's career. He had some actual moves, but I would utilize him as a a B gap blitzer. Come from the middle. Come from the middle. 
Uh, Dwayne says, I agree 100%. You make a great argument on not trading him. Oh, yeah, 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 you're not doing it. Trading him? Now, that's a whole different argument. We talk about cutting. I don't think anybody's trading for Jalen. I could be wrong. We we saw Quan Alexander get moved around. I think he had a contract, but a healthy Quan Alexander is better than Jalen Smith. I don't think I'm wrong with that. Uh, Manny says, exactly, Scott. He gets fooled with misdirection. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of linebackers do, and we talked about it Monday. It's just he can't recover as well. Watch watch LVE. Like, LVE gets fooled. I mean, we, we understand he's not the greatest player or whatever. Uh, but for a 6'4", 260-pound man, dude flies. I'm not saying he's 4'3", or anything like that, but he moves. And, and a lot of the times when he's out there with Jalen, and they both are fooled or what have you or have to make the you know right read or stay on their keys, he's responding way faster. Like, way faster. And if he wasn't so big with that neck pad on, he, he look awkward, you'd probably be like, damn, LVE's moving. Remove the neck pad thing. And, yeah, he's moving. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with Jalen. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to find somewhere. Coach, find something for him because he can't have this guy just ride a bench uh, all season. And I'm not saying he will, but you have to find something for him. You got to find something. How you doing, Miss Sheila? Kind of reminds me of the Tyrone Crawford situation. They had the opportunity to get rid of Tyrone Crawford last year, save $8 million, maybe put that towards whatever. They did not because we know the Cowboys have this this way with players, certain players. They hold on to them. They're their guys. Tyron Crawford is a well-liked guy. But he wasn't, just to be real, he wasn't worth keeping at that price. We could use that to go get a better player. Similar with Jalen, in my opinion. You, you could have made that move in March. Use that to go get a better player. But, you know, Neil happened. Parsons happened. And Jabril Cox happened. So you kind of in a way, lucked into that position, uh, getting some talent to that position. So that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts, man. All right, we'll be running. For, we've been running for a good bit here. So we're going to go ahead and start to wrap up the show. We're going to get back into the chat real quick. And all we do before we get out of here, Devin said, uh, LVE always running past Jalen Smith. Um, I'm, I don't, I mean, is that derogatory or you mean like Jalen slow type thing? Uh, Kevin says, if DTs would do their job, I think that is the biggest crutch I keep hearing, which is just wild to me. Uh, he wouldn't have to make tackles five to seven yards later. I mean, yes. Yes, Kevin. And everybody else with this argument. Better defensive tackle play is going to make everyone better, not just the linebackers. The issue isn't even just about Jalen making tackles all the way downfield because the DTs sucked or whatever. The issue is twofold with Jalen, and, and it happens to be significant. Physical limitations, that is fact. He's physically limited. And the mental aspect of the game. I'm saying the guy's dumb or anything like that, but yes, he struggles with misdirection. Yes, he struggles with read and react at an elite level because he's being paid to be that. So I don't think de- defensive tackles fix that. And I asked that question about the caller last week or on Monday. He said the same thing, you know, better defensive tackles, better defense coordinator. I said, cool, but let me ask you this. Will better defensive tackles fix Jalen's movement? Will it fix his mental IQ? Will it fix those things? I don't think so, but it will help 
everybody. It'll help everybody. All right, guys. Before I get too, 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 too into uh, this situation again. Parker says, why are more people not concerned with LVE? Once again, I think there is a consensus worry with LVE's injuries. I don't think there's a divisive conversation to have with LVE. So we're not having it, right? There is no, he's not the Dak Prescott where there's this device. He's not Jalen Smith. He's not Tony Romo. These guys, there is legitimate disagreements. I don't think anybody disagrees with that LVE gets hurt too much and we're all scared that he's going to get hurt again. The Cowboys agree with us. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So that's why no one's talking about LVE because it's like, okay, if LVE plays healthy, it's a bonus. If he doesn't, who the heck is expecting this cat to play 16 games anyway? And if he plays hurt when he and he's bad when he's hurt, Guess what? He ain't going to play that much because we got Young Bucks hungry and that could possibly be better already. So I don't think anybody's really worried about LVE. He's a bonus. He's probably the biggest bonus at the linebacker position this year because if he's healthy, he's damn good. If he's not, Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons, and Keanu Neal will gladly take all those reps. Will gladly take all those reps. So that's where we're at, man. All right. Stay tuned later on for the extra point video today. Did we end up getting a call? We did. <laughs> Y'all want to take this call? Let's, all right, look, Lester, we're going to take the call, but we can't be long. Lester, what you got for me? Hey, what's up, Scott? Good morning, young single man. Just checking on you, man. You hit the nail on the head um, right before I called. The problem, if you're playing stage, right, if you got the joker, joker, and the ace, and you got the deuce, the bonus is the deuce. Uh, you follow me? Yep. And that's what LVE is. LVE is you know he's going to give you a praying he gives you 8 to 12 games this year. <laughs> but you've got, you've got Jalen, you got you got Jalen, who you, you, you're on a contract. You're already on the hook for him. So you might as well just kind of keep him. And whatever he gives you, he gives you. You know what Jalen's like? You, you, go ahead, go you, ahead, know, you know what Jalen's like. Jalen, <laughs> you talk about spades. Jalen's like right. that. He's like that queen of spades. Like sometimes, oh, bro, you better not. That's it. Look, sometimes, sometimes queen walk. Right. Sometimes the queen you walk. Sometimes the queen will help you out when you least expect it. But you best not you, you rely. Supposed, you best not rely right. on that queen. You you know she ain't supposed to be on the stroll like that. But you swing her out there, and if she walk. You up. That was the book mm. you didn't even expect to get. That's that one where you yeah. asked to go. You, you smacked the queen down on it. What? What? Y'all let this <laughs> give me that. Stay off, me that stay off my lady. Stay off my lady. That's right. Come on. That's how it is. So that's what he is, man. So everyone's like, you know, they're kind of like kids. Like, well, why is anybody worried about LVE? I'm not worried about LVE because I'm not on the books for LVE. Mm. After this year, mm. I, I, I'm to the point I can let, I can let him walk. Or I, can, or I can pick him up. The choice is up to me. But with Jalen, I'm on the books for him, and I know he's limited. And I know I got three guys right now with Neil, Parsons, and Jabril Cox that I know I, I, I want to see play. And if and if Luke Gifford can stay healthy, then he's even a cheaper option. He's like he's like a poor man's. He's like he's man. He's like a. Man, oh, here we go. As as Vox always has what cash cow. I ain't trying. I ain't trying to fuck with our hop. 
Lou Gifford is my, I ain't trying to eat an IHOP cat. That's what he is because he can cover, he's got a little bit of size, and now he got a little experience. He's off the peak. Uh, you know, you know, off the you know performance enhancing. So if he can give me something, I'm fine. But everybody got to get off this, you know, this thing with Jalen. Jalen's story is amazing. Guy came back and he played in the league. That's great. But because of his physical limitations, like you've said time and time again on A to Z, man, is that it limits him what we got to do. And you have gotten, you know, quantifiably better with your draft picks, and that's what you want to do because you know, Jerry, Jer- Stephen always wants young. Cheap talent. That's what he's got on the bench right now, man. He wants young, cheap labor, man. He wants young, cheap labor at all costs at all times, man. But listen, man, show has been amazing, man. I've been checking out every Monday and Wednesday. I got to check out your man on the other days, man. But I'm going to get out of here because I know you got things to do, man. Thanks for taking my call, Scott. Appreciate you calling in. That was a good one. (laughs) Talk to you later, boss. Have a good night, brother. Or a good day. Oh. Oh, man. I love that one. I love that one. I love analogies. And that was a good analogy. You know, the Jalen thing just came off my head. And Mike said, that queen is a possible, bro. It is. It's a possible. You, you might be cool with it. You might, like I said, smack that thing down and you collect your book. But you better not rely on the queen. You got to pay attention. You slip up and you, and you you don't pay attention. Like I said, somebody in here said it. That ace and king going, that queen may go. But yeah, it may go. But you might have that deuce. And if, Some people play deuce, deuce. Deuce diamond, deuce spade. All depends. But if you just play one deuce, I love it. I love LVE being that deuce. Because you think big joker, little joker, um, you're talking to you're talking, in my opinion, Neil, right? And and, and Michael Parsons. I'm guessing is what he's saying. And then you got that deuce. You got that LVE in your hands. Love that one. Love that one. All right, for real now, I'm gonna get up out of here. But that was a, a hell of a, a call right there. We go we might have to run with that. We might have to do something with that spades analogy, because I loved it, man. Who was the big joker this game? Who was the little joker this game? Who was ace, spade, deuce? Depends what you play. Some people don't play deuce diamonds. I've been around, and, and some folk play deuce diamonds. Some folk play deuce spade. Some don't play the deuce at all, believe it or not. As as, as when I say deuce at all, obviously, if you don't play the deuce, the deuce of spade is still a spade, but it's not a high spade, which is weird to me. I play deuce. I play both. But alright, that's enough of a uh, spades talk. Now I'm ready to get back in my spades bag. Baby, try to play some spades. <laughs> alright, guys. I'm gonna get on up out of here, man. Asmodia said, Queen of Spades, great observation. Um, look out for uh the extra point today. Then tomorrow, I believe it's Thursday, so you'll get Mauricio Rodriguez on A to Z Sports Prime Time, 8 p.m. Central. Tune in. Mo is getting better and better at what he's doing here, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and then Friday, we'll talk about who to watch for in the preseason game. Hopefully, we hear more about, you know, we hear hear more of the starters possibly playing uh, more in this game. I don't even care if it's not Dak. I just want to see some of the other guys kind of get some reps. Um, and then Saturday, you know, we'll be down at the game Saturday more as a fan because game days I'm, I'm mostly going to be working. So I, I kind of want to go as a fan, but you know, I, I'll probably post some things on Twitter, uh, Instagram or whatnot. So look out, look out for, for us, man. A to Z sports. Like I said, it's preseason right now. We're getting our field just like the Cowboys are getting our field. And um, I think we're getting in a row. We're getting in a mode here. I, I'm loving these shows. The morning, the morning shows have been great, man. You guys, I, I real rap. I don't mean to say this, but I ran into some fans that came up to me. It's a real, 
moments, and they talk about, you know, the shows and things like that. I said, man, listen, this is y'all. <laughs> you know, you guys are, are active in the chat early in the morning, late at night. It doesn't matter. Um, you're great. You're great. So I appreciate um, you guys being here with me, man. I really do. All right. I could talk forever if I don't do what? Press that button. Thank you guys for being here. Check out A to Z Sports Dallas.com. A to Z Sports Dallas.com for all of our talented writers keeping you up to date with their opinions and facts with the Dallas Cowboys. Tomorrow night, Mauricio, A to Z Prime Time. And then Friday morning, A to Z Sports Live with your boy. Love you guys. See you later. Peace. I want me some glory hope.